Hey everyone, welcome to Where Are We Now, presented by Unrealistic Projects. In today's episode, Elizabeth and I sat down to discuss Emily Radajkowski's new book, My Body, and how it touches on the larger themes and ideas of what it is to be a woman. So yeah, let's get into it. Hello everyone, we are... I feel like this is like an emergency news broadcast because mm-hmm. this is breaking <laughs> because as soon as this book came out, the book in question is Imrata's book. No, Emily Radajkowski's My Body. And I think actually Ivy, maybe briefly go into like why we're so fascinated by her in general and why this like, do you know what I'm saying? Maybe should we break mm-hmm. it down? Like why this is breaking news to us? Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, prior to the book, I feel like we had a lot of interest in her because she has such odd ties to art in general. Obviously, she was the first that I know of, like one of the first celebrities that participated in making her own NFT. And obviously, one of these essays, what was it in the New York Times? What was my thought? It was in the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post, right? Correct? Yes, exactly. And she's also just been in a lot of weird, like, indie, like, big things like Gone Girl and, you know, like, minor roles in big movies like that. But she's just being weird, like, Netflix original shows that I would watch. And she crosses a lot of lines in acting but now suddenly writing and obviously being a model and she's always been really outspoken about her opinions and I've I mean I've watched this since I was in high school like specifically with her she's never been taken very seriously even though she has smart like political opinions and it's so easy to dismiss her because I mean she's a model but beyond that it's weird because it's not the Carly Claus type of model where it's like, oh, yes, she can be running a coding camp or something and be a Victoria's Secret model. It, for some reason with her, it's different because she's, she's extremely old. commercial because she's, she's like, like, yes, she has like a very like her image is sexy, like all the time, like everything well, she's that she's really short in. by model standards, which she talks about in the book. She's she, naked in almost every show. Like her body is like her That's whole, amazing. which I think is different. For, like I know models is like about your body, but like I feel like the supermodels, it's like really about their face and like their brand and like not just about like their body, which I feel like that's why this book is so well titled, like my body. And because it's like really not about her face in a lot of ways, which is kind of interesting. But she talks about that at one point saying something along the lines of, having no idea what she even really looks like. She hardly pays attention to her face. She's mostly aware of how her body is being perceived and how she perceives it herself. But yeah, there's just a lot to go into. I feel like specifically with this, the emergency of this, why I care about it so much, is, you know, it's not profound. Like, and this sounds insulting, but I'll... Just hold on. <laughs> it's not profound in terms of the writing style. It's very simple writing. I read this in two days. You did it in one sitting. I read it on a four-hour flight, cover to cover. Yes, oh. it's very, you know, 
anyone can read this is the point. Like it's not super academic. It's not like a dense feminist text. It's just, and why that is good (laughs) and important, I think is because it opens the conversation to more people than it would have before. You know what I mean? It's not unfamiliar to talk about power and sexuality and body stuff. Like, I think if she came with like ideology and like manifesto sort of feminism, I don't think, I think, yeah, the format is also essays, which I think is important to note. I think that I love series of essays because they're immediately, like, I hate to be like, if I hate one, then I can just move on. But of course, that's the case. And that's the case with this book. There's ones that are more strong and, you know, than others like for sure but I think it just makes it like you said it has mass appeal mm-hmm. and it doesn't come across I think it's kind of interesting it's like immediately like I guess on Amazon it would probably be under like feminism or feminist literature like I just think that's kind of interesting because I'm sure in comparison to the books that it's kind of like on that list with I'm sure it has kind of sure it's actually pretty probably pretty different and I'm sure there's actually I can't wait to see what those sort of writers are going to be writing about this book Definitely. I feel like there's going to be some hot takes. There already are hot takes. Wait, I was reading this thing the other day. Where is it? I screenshotted it because that's weird to say that word out loud. I don't feel like I ever use screenshotted out loud, but it was in the Atlantic and they didn't totally trash it. But they were like, here's what it's missing. Here's why it should not be viewed as you know, this great new thing. Hold on. Where is it? I think that's interesting because that says, I don't know. I think we have both, okay, you found it, but I Uh, think you're very interested and so am I in the fact that this is a book and what that means for her words and sort of like the legitimacy and authority that it gives her as, oh, no, I'm not just a model anymore. I'm an author. Well, it's like she's been posting lengthy captions. She's been posting... I know, but in a book, somehow it's now. (laughs) It actually makes it worse to put it on social media. Like, that just adds to it being taken not seriously. And exactly, like, now that it's in a book, it seems more official, which is kind of stupid that that's, like, how we view things, but it is. But so, yeah, this person said... Rada Joukowsky is a graceful and thoughtful writer, and as I read her book, I longed for her to turn her gaze outward, to write an essay about marriage plots or coffee or landscape architecture or Scooby-Doo. Or beyond that, I wanted her to risk fully indicating modeling as a paradigm, to not merely note that her career took off after she lost 10 pounds from stomach flu and kept the weight off, but to probe what looking at images of so many skinny bodies all day does to girls as delicate and unformed as her own teenage self, to wonder not just how the inherently flawed bargain of modeling has damaged her, but how it damages everyone, to risk letting herself feel or uncover something that might be a catalyst for not just observation, but transformation. And I was like... That is the point of the book, actually. (laughs) I I just, maybe it's not like as overt. They want it to literally... I think what this person is saying is that they wanted her to just like downright be like, this industry is terrible. Yeah, like everything's shameful and it's all bad. And I think the point is, is like she's working through that herself and like t- 
talking about, I think she acknowledges this like several times in the book that she's like, I know that I'm a part of this un-Kardashian of her. And I'm using that in a good way because remember at the reunion people, this is a reference, but remember Andy Cohen at the reunion asked them like, do you think you are a part of like this reason why women have this, like the standard for like body image, like what their impact on body image. Do they think like that they basically negatively have impacted that? And they were like, no, we work out so hard. Like we deserve it's Like they basically like didn't acknowledge anything and people roasted them. And I think the opposite happened in this book. Emily does acknowledge that she's like a part of the system. Yes, and, I have it. She okay. says, I'm trying I'm to coming in with a text. <laughs> I'm trying to succeed in a capitalist system. I pinched the bridge of my nose, but that doesn't mean I like the game. Like I said, I worked the system. I mean, I feel like that's universal. Like that's not just women, but also men. But I feel like it's especially <laughs> tricky for women because it's like, it does feel almost like we have less options to like really be getting ahead (laughs) and the ones that we do all of this is really intertwined you know making money off of being pretty and a woman but then also later she talks about how when she wanted to be an actress someone like a casting director or someone specifically told her you don't want to be the pretty girl like those people never get the big parts like those are always going to be the background pretty girl characters and like to be an actress you have to be like willing to be ugly yes yes that's exactly that's what he says I think right like you have to be but and I was thinking about this the other day as I was watching something and it's like all of the people that are respected for like just their acting are probably people who aren't like the conventionally bombshell type I'm talking about for like females in particular you know what's interesting though I feel like this is kind of a newer concept. I'm not going to derail totally, but I watched the Brittany Murphy documentary last night. And do you know what it's called? Yeah, it's called like, what happened Brittany Murphy? Because people think like her death was super sketch. And it is people, everyone should watch that. But (laughs) they were talking about how, you know how she looks in Clueless? Like she has like the frizzy hair and they give her the makeover in the movie. And it's like a big deal. They're like, we're going to totally rebuild you, basically. And that's like a huge point of the movie is that she becomes like the cool girl after she gets a makeover and then gets to say like, you know, what does she say to share? Like you're a virgin who doesn't drive or something like that, like just gets all the iconic lines and whatever. But so anyways, they were talking about in that documentary how she was told explicitly you're cute but not fuckable and that's why you're not going to be like a movie star you're going to be like a sitcom tv girl because she was in like boy meets world and like all of the like sister sister and random stuff like that beforehand commercial appeal commercial and so she went through like an entire transformation of like becoming blonde and like losing weight constantly and all of this stuff and like had to date Ashton Kutcher to seem like more like girly and more like it girlish and stuff like that. And that was in like 2000. So that was still going on in 2009. Part one of the things that like contributed to her dying was extreme anorexia. And then she got pneumonia and wasn't able to handle it. But there's a lot of conspiracies, but that's like what it says on 
the death certificate and stuff. But so anyways, like that was only 10 years ago. And then it was like, you still had to be extremely hot and in a really conventional way. And now we're like, no, you need to be ugly if you want to be taken seriously. And it's just, I don't know. Like we always talk about that. Like if you go too far in one direction, just by default, like we as a society will move towards the other direction and just like keep it's like tennis. Like we're just like rallying like back and forth all the time with like these like the there's kind of swing, I think is what you're kind of talking about. Yeah, exactly. So just to not derail, <laughs> I think people always want to shit on books like this and like just really popular books written by women in general. It's like dismissed as being bad writing like this milk and honey. Like that was one of the biggest memes ever on Twitter last year. Do you remember that all of like the fake poems that people were making? And I'm not necessarily saying like, oh, it is super strong writing, but I think there's something worthwhile in things that touch a lot of people. I don't think it's as easy as everyone imagines to make something really popular (laughs) or like to, you know what I mean? But I'm glad that the things that she's talking about are at the forefront now. (laughs) And that I hope she gets to be taken a little bit more seriously now that it's in a book. And it's sad that she had to write a whole book to prove that she's like worth being heard or something. But yeah, and I think she talks about the skepticism of, I remember in that essay, she talks about being at that party and someone says like, oh, what are you up to? And she's like, I'm actually writing a book. And she's been working on this for a long time is the point. And they're kind of like immediately sort of like, love oh you're writing a like like immediately dismissing it yeah and I think that's where I'm fascinated specifically it's just like like why does I think this all comes back to like one of our bigger issues is this like it feels like this is actually sort of our academia issue that we all like like why we I mean we mentioned like why we actually know we didn't even really flush it out. We brought up the point that we don't like it. And why is it different than when it's in a book? Do you have any thoughts why it's different? Like, I just feel like, I think there's something visual to it. Like if I see a really long Instagram caption, there's like a 50-50 chance of me reading it. It depends if the first <laughs> line is interesting. But something about a book, like literally seeing like a thick, like two, not even like a 200 page book, it's like, Oh, the person who wrote that had to have cared about what they were talking about enough to talk about it for multiple, you know, like, I don't know how long it takes to write a two-page book, but enough time to where it seems more serious than like an Instagram caption or something. Like visually, it looks more, you know, like there's more to it. There's something important there. But also, I think... We've talked about this before too. There's something about specifically like celebrity memoirs. Like people love to tell the idea of knowing more about a celebrity. And celebrity books always end up being like bestsellers, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) Which I feel like is part of the problem already. She has like all the odds stacked against her. People want this book to be bad. Oh, of course. Specifically <laughs> her, though. Like, Will yeah, Smith. No, exactly. Will Smith just released a book, and I have not seen... Like, I'm not, like, crossing my fingers that it's, like, a piece of shit or, like, 
You know what I mean? And also Oprah said that it was the best celebrity memoir she's ever, like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it gets a different sort of <laughs> attention. Spin is already different from the get-go and we haven't even like actually read the book. Exactly. I think, I don't know, what's most interesting to me about this book, like what we've kind of touched on a little bit is that it's very... Like, yeah, it has a conclusion and basically like spoilers that like she starts paying attention to her body and thinking about things more when she becomes like pregnant with her son, which I think that's really touching, actually. Like when I read that, I was like, oh, (laughs) but I think you can tell that she's still figuring it out. And I don't know if any of these topics are things that I can't imagine by the end of my life, I'm going to be like very clear on like my body and sexuality and power and money. Like, you know, it's very, it all functions in a system that makes it so that we're not supposed to understand. And I think the point is you kind of have to try to find those things for yourself, but that's super hard too, because it's just, again, they're all super intertwined. I mean, thank God we don't have to deal with like being models or something on top of that. <laughs> just I know. I think that's where the criticism is coming from is like, why should a model be the one to like, I feel like we hear this all the time now, especially from people who put themselves online. Like you don't understand like how draining this is and like, and we won't ever know that. And we sort of immediately, you know, say, okay, well you're doing that to yourself. And I think we need to start thinking about that and realizing that, like what we're doing is all sort of the product of a system like that's bad. Like we could not be doing that. Do you see what I'm saying? Instead of saying like, you're doing this to yourself. It's like, okay, let's think about why they're receiving those comments and why. And really it's like this whole big overarching system that could be fixed, you know, slowly and gradually. I'm not saying we're going to topple down every, you know, idea about image, but. The criticism too is like, This has been bothering me a lot, like, ever since I started paying attention to it. I, specifically with pop culture things, it just immediately, every conversation is down to, like, binary options. Like, it's this or this. Mm -hmm. Like, she's either pretty or she's smart and writes a book. Like, there is not any, you know what I mean? Like, there's no nuance in anything like that. But it's, like, specifically with pop culture, you know what I mean? It's like, And I think that's why like pop culture in general is like usually dismissed like in academic things is that it's like it's a stupid way of thinking anyways. It's like stuff that doesn't matter. And, you know, it already gets enough attention anyways. Like why sit down and like discuss it? But it uh, it's crazy that that's like still even an issue. Like that makes me like, uh, you know that it is like everyone does, but it's just like and that's kind of come up in the last year too like the idea of I mean I feel like you and I grew up in like girl boss era like that was all of my like middle school and high school was like pink feminist shirts like be a girl boss like I want to be Emily Weiss from Glossier like I want to be Leandra from Man Repeller or like you know what I mean like my friends and I would talk about having like CEO dinners like with people like that and stuff and it was just very like you wanted to be someone that could do it all. Like that's actually what a girl boss is. It's less of a CEO and someone who just can be like a mom and be hot and be an influencer and run a 
company that's about to go public or like, you know what I mean? (laughs) And it's just very, I feel like within the last maybe nine months, it's kind of shifted into like, okay, I'm glad we have the option to do it all, but I don't want to do it all. It's really miserable. Like, why do I need to do like a hundred things in a day? Like that's actually even more capitalist than like where we started. I think there's something toxic actually about the whole girl boss. There's actually some pieces written about this, I believe, that we yeah. can find. And this can be a separate topic. <laughs> the girl boss archetype, yes. And it's she's like a said, whole thing to address in itself. But yeah, I agree. That I wasn't all interested in becoming a girl boss type. I figured it would be stupid to use my body to promote some rich guy's bikini line instead of my own. Like that's when she starts talking about like, I didn't want to run a company, but I would have rather have made more money selling my own stuff than like someone else's, which that's again, like, are those the only two options? Like that kind of sucks. I know it's almost seems like the better option in that scenario is only slightly better. Yeah, exactly. It's not like a very clear, like, this is the perfect right choice. It's just like, it's like, I'm suffering my own bikinis and post those photos and get that attention, you know, female and male attention. I think that's actually something, I don't know if she talks about that much in the book, which I think is fascinating too, is I think this book we can safely say is mostly about like the male gaze upon her and how that affected. I don't think she talks a ton about the female sort of element that like, I think that I actually get more pressure from like other girls, to be honest, but that's just Mm -hmm. like, you know me, I don't dress in like a traditionally sexy way. Like it's not my, I want to look cool to a girl. (laughs) That's the ultimate compliment. Let's be honest, because the people who actually can dress good are the people who girls will come up to you and say, I love your outfit. Let's be honest. No, that's true. And it takes a while to like get to that point though. You know what I mean? Like, do you remember? I don't know if that's <laughs> a- I feel like I've always been like this. I'm just very unconcerned by men in general. And I'm not saying that as like a, oh, pick me. Well, that's not like a pick, <laughs> a pick, me, a pick me girl is like someone who's like a ton of male for, okay. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying more like, I'm very self-conscious, but I think it has always been about other women for the most part. That's interesting. I have to think about that. What I, do, you, do you have like your own opinion about? Yeah, I think like when I was in high school, I think it comes with a level of like, like what you're saying, like you value the opinions of women like more than men when it comes to how you look. And like, that's how I felt in high school. Like I just wore whatever I wanted all the time because I was like, everyone dresses the same here. Like I don't give a fuck about like what any of these people think. You know, but like, I know that so many other people, like, I remember having these conversations in high school, like I had friends that were like, afraid to wear what they wanted, because like, you kind of want to dress the same because you know, that works. And you know, that boys find that attractive. And it's like easier. And I think it comes with like your own decision of like, but it depends. And now that you're saying maybe in high school, I was a little bit more conscious. I mean, I was a cheerleader. I have to not completely... That again, I told you that was fun. And I liked the dance routines and the outfits. Let's be honest. It was in no way, literally, it was like a social thing for me. But I do think I have to acknowledge that that was a certain type of sexualized image for men. And that was its purpose. But Um, it's weird because 
The hardest part, I think, of, again, all of this, like the experience of being a woman is even to go against it. Like I had a phase, like, I mean, when I was in high school, this is like, I don't know what high school style is like now. I pray to God that it's better. But like when I was in high school, it was like... They all look 25. I told you, they all... No one is having a awkward face. I don't think that's allowed, but it apparently they've all skipped the jeggings. They've all skipped. No, <laughs> what I was trying to say was the leggings with the denim skirt. No one yeah. had to do that. That should be required. You should all be required to have braces and denim cool. mini skirt with leggings. You need to feel yeah. that pain. You need to be able to look back and feel that pain. I think that also kind of makes me feel better too. Like I look back at outfits like from high school, like photos that I thought I was killing it. And I'm like, okay, that was not the case. But now I feel less afraid in the present moment (laughs) because I know I'm not going to be like doing it that bad. You know, it's kind of like freeing in a weird way. But I was going to say about like high school and middle school is that like when I was in high school like the look was like the super short shorts like the super short shorts and like a normal plain shirt or like leggings as pants and like sweatshirt like it was very just and like towards the end it got into more like activewear all the time like the rise of lululemon was like definitely when i was a junior in high school but like to reject all of that like i remember at the time like i mean i was a high schooler i was like an idiot. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to dress like that. Like, I'm not going to dress like that, like whatever. But like to dismiss it takes a level of like, oh, I don't like that. You know what I mean? To like act like you don't care requires like a you certain have to go against the crowd, like what you were saying. There's- yeah. And I think, but there's a level of like, if I'm being fully honest, like I don't love this for me, but <laughs> if I'm being honest, when I was rejecting all of that stuff and I was dressing how I wanted and like I'd wear berets to school and I was like the only one who would wear like heels to high school and like all of this stuff, like it did get me a different kind of attention. Like I was getting attention for standing out and like that also made God. I was want- just going to say, it's like we think we are escaping from it. But then again, just I, because I like to be different doesn't mean I'm unseen. I'm not, no longer invisible. <laughs> Except there's no being invisible, like as a woman, which is kind of crazy. You know, even if you are rejecting something, even if you're going with something, like it doesn't matter. You're still like, that's what I think this does really well is kind of like paints the picture of we're always being watched like as women. And there's like a lot of research on this. I wish I had it on hand about how we learn from a really young age to like what is expected in terms of like being sexy, like whether it's like, you know, the way like you're walking or the way you're speaking and like children know how to do it, which is like really disturbing, but like it's young girls like know how to do it. And like, that's why like the concept of like girls being slutty in middle school is kind of hilarious because it's like they're 12, like, you know, (laughs) how slutty or like how provocative can someone be as like an actual child? But like all of that is like exclusive to like the experience of like girls and women. Like men don't know how to be sexy unless they like teach themselves. But like with women, it's like inherent, like you know you're being watched all the time. 
you know, and like you put on little shows, whether you're like aware of it or not. And like, not necessarily in like the traditional ideas of being sexy, which like could be the case, but also it's like, I've been with people like in relationships with people where they're into that. Like they like the tighter dresses and like the super girly looks and like, you know, things like that. And I've been with people who are like fine with that. Like I want to wear a suit or like, I kind of want to like dress like a boy sometimes or whatever. And I don't know. It's like, you're still like, you try to appeal to the person you're with too, whether you are like really, I mean, I don't really think this is just a me thing. I kind of hope it is because I don't want other people to do that, but it's just like, that is sort of, I don't know, like to be a woman is to always kind of perform in a certain way. And it like the ways vary, obviously, like depending on who you're with and what you want and what you like. But hmm. no, I think you're just sort of pointing out that there will always be like the physical body as its own standalone sort of entity. And this is for all human beings, but particularly women. Actually, we talked a lot about this in my class I told you I took at Steinhardt, that fashion culture in the body class. I'm sure that professor is writing something about this book immediately because (laughs) this is a women and their attachment to clothes and their body has an ancient history. There has always been a priority that, you know, the significance of a woman's body is just kind of her everything. And it's actually gotten better is the point is because I didn't know this, but a big part of this class is we even talked about like, you know, and we have like in the 1800s and I'm not even going to get into a corset because I'm done with that sort of discussion. I actually think there's a lot of logic. Basically, I think there's actually a lot of writing that like sort of completely disregards like what those women were actually feeling in that time. And like, maybe they felt amazing and loved it. Of course it was painful, but maybe they were into it. So I don't even want to have that discussion about a corset. I think that's like not like that's boring at this point. But at that point in time, it was like you were sort of like the visualization of your man's like their ability to find an attractive woman or a rich woman or like a smart woman or someone who was classically trained singer. And, you know, your man would give you some beautiful necklace to, you know, show how wealthy you like. Everything was about like, you were the visualization of him and like what he could do. And I think that that is still sort of like the truth. Like it's the truth because think about it, like these crazy billionaires who are not particularly conventionally attractive and Mm -hmm. have, I don't know, whoever you want to say is on their arm. I just think that is still a thing. (laughs) One of my favorite comedians always talks about that in her sets, like about here and in LA. She says like, it's always like women who are tens walking around with fives of guys. And it's very rarely the other way around. She's like, and do you know what kind of, you know, ruckus that would cause to see like a smoke show of a dude with like a girl who is like, just not on the same level. She's like, it hardly exists. Well, that's like probably like a cougar with money or something. Yeah. One instance I can think of, which is again, all about a power dynamic where the woman has the upper hand. And like, that's crazy though, because that's the other thing that I'm really interested about in the book is just the concept of power in general. Like she associates it a lot with 
like freedom to her is being able to do whatever she wants, which is usually through money, which is understandable. Like I think everyone... She's a very money-centric person. Like from... Yeah. Like or that's how she measures success, I would say. From what yeah. I got from this book is that I think that's like ultimately what she would define as success is being like financially... And I don't think that's like wrong. I think so many people... No, agreed. I think it's totally think fine for that to be your standard. Yeah. I think like it's hard for us to even imagine a different kind of freedom though, because that is especially like living in LA or here. You know what I mean? When you're surrounded by rich people, there is this kind of... Like you see them doing whatever they want seemingly you know what I mean at least like they get told no less because you can I mean if you wanted to you can like hand someone money and be like do this (laughs) and I think it's interesting that like she talks about that like with the jobs and stuff like they were jobs like she was doing certain things for just money and she talks about that like when she posts Instagram pictures too like she likes knowing that something that she has the power to post something that will get millions of views and cause sort of like a storm, I think is a title. Right, wave she talks that. about that with like her swimwear line. She was saying like her team said like post something in this swimsuit because you haven't posted anything yet. And like, we need to sell this swimsuit. Like we're not getting traction, but we'll get more traction if you post it. And so yeah. she does. So she posts it. And she talks something about you know, social media likes, you know, it's having photographic evidence of your value, which like no one really wants to admit that, but it's something that everyone knows affects at least young people. I think even older people that won't talk about it are lying. Like everyone kind of cares, you know, (laughs) about that kind of stuff. And it's like the pop culture argument. It's like, who cares? That's stupid. Nothing matters. But like, I would love for it to be that easy, actually, you know, but it's... I wish it didn't matter. (laughs) Exactly. It feels like grimy and gross to be like, I care about how many likes my pictures get on Instagram or like, I care about, even if you're not a famous person, like it seems like easy for famous people to care about it. But like for us normal people, (laughs) like it's something people don't want to admit to. And that's just, I want to get past that. I want everyone to just be like, we all care. Nobody wants to, but we do. And now we can just kind of go to whatever is on the other side of that hill now that we (laughs) will admit it to ourselves. There is a level of value connected to that. And you can convince yourself it's important or not or how much you care about it for sure. But like you're lying. If like, if I have a million... I have lots of thoughts about this as someone who is very not on social media. You're off the grid. (laughs) I'm very off the grid. And I have a lot of thoughts about what that means and why I'm doing that. Because Mm -hmm. I think the argument of people like me who are off the grid, it's like, oh, I just don't... It's self-serving what they're going to say, of course. And they're going to say, oh, you know, I'm just not into that or... I just don't, you know, that's too, you know, oh, that's so frivolous. Like, why would you need to do that? And actually, I think the reason why I'm not personally post, this is, I'm not saying this is not for some people just don't have time. I get like some people like my father are just clueless. Like there's tons of people that are actually like not affected by this. Like mm. I can't say that, like you said, everyone. And I think you could say a huge percent of the population is. Of course, and then there's literally like our fathers who are like just literally they're clueless. Like that doesn't, we'll exclude them. 
but I think clueless but then there's also like for older people like you might not care about it on like a personal level but we all know that social media is intertwined with business now like even if you have a small yeah they have some connection to it probably at this point but what I was going to say for me as I sort of thought about it more is because I think I'm highly uncomfortable with myself in photos as you know I hate photos I've always hated them and I think the fact that I would even like put it out there means that that would need to like project something that I'm trying. The thing with images is you're trying to communicate something. And I guess <laughs> the point is, is like, clearly I've deemed that image out of one out of a million that I've decided it's communicating something that I think is going to benefit me in mm-hmm. some way. I don't know what that means, but I was thinking the other day, I was like, why did I post that picture that we took? I was like, I think it's a cute picture of all of us, first of all. But honestly, it's probably communicating to people like, look, I'm doing great. Like at in New York, like I don't need any of you. Like I've got people to talk to that aren't you. I think it's (laughs) it's communicating like honestly, because I'm like the most antisocial person ever. That look, she can be social. Like I think think it's really (laughs) weird too. Like on that same kind of note, I think it only for me has gotten more confusing as I get older and have had like these different, like these groups of people, like most of the people that follow me, I know like from growing up or like high school, but then like there's my friends that I worked with in LA and then there are people here. And then there are just people like our classmates, but we're not friends. And it's like, each time I post something, I think like the message isn't the same for all of them. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like, you people, I want you to know that I am smart. So I'm posting this, making fun of this. I'm like, (laughs) LA people, I want you to know that I have a real job now. Like high school people want you to know that I did much better than projected. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, there are these different, like, because they knew you at different times. So it's like... It's hard to put some different audiences. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's so hard. No, but <laughs> it's just like... And what you're saying is the same thing, is that you're trying to find this image that communicates yeah. those things to those people, which and is... It's like you don't realize that when you're doing it. You're just no, like, this is a exactly. cute picture. Like, the illusion of it all is so... I, I mean, like... I don't know if that's possible to get to the point where you're like, I know why I'm posting this. So therefore I will not post it. Like there's never going to be like a, like people will try to say like, oh, I'm posting this like just for myself or something like well, just for myself concept. I, why would it be public then? Like that already doesn't <laughs> literally, if it was just for yourself, you would keep it to yourself. Exactly. And like, I love that thought. Like, I want people to have things just for themselves, like, for sure. Of course. That's not the problem. It's not even a problem, but it's just like... That's great that you're happy to do something that's self-serving. That's great. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? This I haven't fully thought out yet, so I might just stop myself in the middle. But in one of my classes recently, we were talking about how plays and theater and performance are the only, like you are not just paying attention to like the dancers or whatever's happening on stage, but the people, the audience. audience, And they're like, that's the only type of like art form where you are fully in an audience. And is that not social media all the time? Like you're not necessarily in a room full of people, but like 
that's the biggest audience I ever have. Like, you know what I mean? That's just like, not to say it's an art form, but like, you know, and that kind of sucks that it isn't because like that sounds not academic. That sounds stupid to be like social media is an art form, but like it's a whatever. Say whatever you want. I'll back you up. (laughs) Okay. I got to sleep on it, but I guess back to the book, I feel like we have to talk about men like you because I told you that was the the essay, which is, it's the second to last essay. So I had already gotten, I I actually do think the sort of sequencing is quite nice because I feel like you get a proper understanding of like her background, like throughout Mm -hmm. the whole book, like her upbringing, her dynamic with her parents. I found all of those really interesting. There's that whole essay, you know, like the house she lives in. I think that one was extremely fascinating as well. Um, Sort of talking about, there was those, I'll just, I'll just briefly spoil it for everyone that she talks about in that one, about how her house was basically to the point where there weren't really that many physical boundaries. And so there was like this over, like, which is so interesting if you think about it, because there was never this demarcation of like, my parents were over here fighting. It was like their fight was able to reach my room and I was able to be in it with them. And like, yes, the I did no privacy. Is yeah. Really interesting. And I think she talks about I mean, that idea of that no privacy, you know, was very influential in her yeah. early parts of her life. And that's still their house today, correct? Right? Whenever she would go back. Mm-hmm. Or maybe and I like, too, with the family background, like, uh, the stuff with her mom is so heartbreaking, I feel like, mm-hmm. because that is what it's like to be a girl with a mom. Like, no matter what your mom is like. That was too real. Some of that stuff about being white. It's like, moms get caught up in your own image as a child, like, definitely more than you do, because you don't really have a full concept of it because you're young. But to know that being pretty is important like to you know and like that's such a thing like my mom used to make me wear like dresses to like birthday parties in elementary school that were I was gonna say I bet you have a lot of instances where you can think about your mom because you've said that your mom is very different than you in like these sort of traditional sense like it's very similar you could say in a lot of ways and again it's like it comes with like the you know, you having to realize and choose, but like, yeah, like up until like pandemic days, like I would not leave the house without makeup because my mom never did. And like, that's, you know, like no beef to my mom. Like, that's just like what my mom barely does too. So we're on the same page. She's made up all the time. Yes. I specifically remember like as a kid, like going to like a boy's birthday party, like a class birthday party. You know what I mean? When like the whole class has to go for this. And my mom wanted me to wear a dress. And I was like, no, we're going to be running around and stuff. Like, I don't, I was like, this isn't a fashion show. Like I said that as a child. And this, I love was probably, that. this was probably like second grade. And she was like, and it was just like very like, you know, dramatic, like movie-esque. Like my mom, like dead serious was like, the world is a runway. Like you have to be looking like your best at all times. Why would you not want to look your best at all times? And I was like, okay, true. And I wore the dress, but like, and <laughs> you know, so what I mean? you gave up. Yeah, you gave in. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, uh, oh, family, oh, family dynamics. But 
Anyways, sorry. Got sidetracked. Oh, sorry for me too. We both got derailed. I mean, we're both young women. We're not that much younger than her. I think we're... How old is she again? Is she 30? I can't yeah. remember. So. I can look that briefly, but she's she's not that much older than us. So maybe you were particularly able to relate to her. But yeah, I do want to get to... I told Ivy this was my favorite essay men like you it's the second to last one and i feel like i like it being sort of towards the end because now this book makes you feel like i think both of us felt like we were super like on her team by the end of it like yes i would fight for you online and reply to a troll for sure it totally made me want to stick up for her so i feel like the positioning of this last essay that was sort of you could say in a sense it's a little bit more ranty, which I like, but it is sort of calling someone out and talking about these things that I think. Sorry, that's such like a good, I love that it's at the end because you can tell that she's like reclaiming, like she feels more yeah, powerful. Reclaiming, that's a great word. I think it feels very much like she's taking it back and saying, no, you're not going to leave unscathed. I'm going to come here and I'm going to say it. And I've built, you know, I've built my team of supporters now. So watch out. <laughs> exactly. A whole army. Yeah. So I love that. But the beginning of this essay, it starts with that blacked out email, basically, or yeah, I believe it's an email that she sort of receives asking for someone... <laughs> First of all, I love that she like put that in there and was like, here, I have the proof. Like, actually, I think that's important because it could come across as like, she's saying all these things happened to me. Like, there's all these really terrible men who've been like, proposed, like, I want to do an NFT with like proposing these things to her. And she could just say that. But she's like, here's like literally what I receive. And I think that's a great way to start this. Like, no, I'm going to. So what, which I love is like, now it's this essay is like this response to this email, it feels like, and this sort of rant. Yeah. She's responding more to just that email in this essay. She's sort of touching on bigger themes. And I would say it's to more, it's, I think the title Men Like You is referring to like all of these men that have been in her life that now she's like, here, I'm saying this now. But mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> Definitely. I like the, right after the email too, is just like the proof of proving the email wrong. Like him begging for, you know, what you were saying to do an NFT with her. But then only five years ago, he was talking about the first time that they met. It was totally downplaying her and was like, no one was paying attention to her. So she wanted to leave and all this stuff. And that actually almost made me cry because when she, I feel like the other thing that's like really kind of apparent in the book, and I don't even think she intentionally tries to like, prove this or anything but she is like a hard worker she was talking about i see that for sure she was taking any job she could get like in the early days and exactly and she was talking about the situation was what like the job was are you talking about the one where they have to like go back and she's like no you have to pay me more and i'll do it or i think i'm trying to remember because there are so many like separate this might not be it but okay hold on Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he was talking about how she could hardly get jobs. And like the guy who wrote the NFT email is the person who in this interview was saying he sent her home from like the first like job that they were supposed to do together and was like, you're not it. And she was sad and was like, oh, okay. And was still, you know, nice about it. 
And then for some weird reason, I started talking to her and she was actually a really smart girl. (laughs) And I was dead because I think after this too is when she starts talking about how she brought up like some weird movie. It was a film reference. And then immediately he was like, oh, she is something in her head. So... It's crazy that we don't even expect pretty women to have thoughts. Like the initial <laughs> reaction, like the initial thought is just like... That's I, what he's saying in this essay. He's like, yeah, he didn't expect me to be able to say something that would be of interest to him. And this is so disgusting. I have like literally heard this word for word um, from like someone our age. Like last year in conversation, this guy was like, pretty girls don't have to be anything other than pretty because they're already pretty. Like no one's listening anyways. Like you're as a man only looking at them, even if they're saying smart things, it's like a bonus to be like, Oh, they're smart or something, but they already have like the first level of appeal to the point where like, they don't have to be anything else. And I was like, Oh, And he's like, but where someone's like not attractive, like you do want them to be funny and you do want them to be cool and all these other things to make up for the fact that they're not pretty. And I was like, you're like, you're killing me. (laughs) This is disgusting. But like, it was an honest, like the insight of that, like that's really how a lot of men see like beauty and things. I was like, but we got to work on that. But (laughs) that's true in this. She's talking about how I love this. She like comes at him too and was like, it's amazing that me just referencing a movie is what made you think I was so smart. And she was like, I knew that that was the type of thing that a man like you would be impressed by too. She's actually quite smart and intuitive to like think, like she mentions in this book, she's like, I think about what he is. And she thinks about her background at UCLA. And she's like, I, you know, she studied. It's so interesting. Her background, she's actually quite, I hate being like, she's actually smart, but it's like, I feel no, like I know. it's crazy that that is like, still like, even as women reading the book, it's like, you are kind of looking for that. I have to be convinced, which is very sad. It is sad. I don't know how to move past that. Honestly, it's like, I know so many beautiful women that are smart. Like it's not shocking to like, <laughs> but there's something about all of it together. Like the model title like the I don't know what it is how were you saying the other day like I just can't have it all (laughs) (laughs) exactly like I'm stuck in it too like the idea of it having to be like you're these things but you can't also be this but like that's also part of like women viewing each other as competition I think because it's like threatening to have like a person exist that does seemingly have all of the attractive traits like not even just physically but which reminds me remember in the book she also talks about ben affleck mentioning her as someone who men love but women hate yes which i thought was amazing because i feel like to get that literally spelled out in front, i mean i think that's terrible but you know what I mean? it's amazing to like that is literally how i would describe her like her type of person as well like he was on to something by saying that but like, I... Oh, Ben Affleck is smart. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, Ben. <laughs> I just thought that was insane no, that no. she... I think that just speaks to this even more, to be honest, because, like, this book in general and, like, the reasoning, because if he's able to mention exactly, like, that person and, 
like he's very famous. He probably could have said a lot of people. And for him to say Emily is like, I think pretty big. No, definitely. And she talks about, I think it's in the first essay in Beauty Lessons, the feeling of being jealous of, I mean, she's talking about being young and hearing her boyfriend say that like someone else was hot or something like that. And she felt like a physical, like anxiety symptoms, like the, like you feel threatened basically. And I was like, I mean, so many people, I keep seeing that, like when people post on Instagram about the book and say like, you know, I saw this one girl talking about like, you know, everyone gets jealous, like beautiful people get jealous. Like Beyonce has a song about being jealous. Nick Jonas has a song about being jealous. Emily Ratajkowski gets jealous and like all these things. And it's just like, it's funny that we think famous hot people are like exempt from certain like gross human emotions like that. I think that is a huge part of this book too, is that we think that models can't feel this way either. Um, yeah because it's like you are comparing yourself to models like a lot by default like whether you want to or not like that's been talked about way too much that like obviously images matter in terms of like our own self you know how we view ourselves but like it's weird to hear the person that you are trying to like be anywhere near their level that like they also don't feel great all the time (laughs) it's like but that's also like our idea of celebrities and models in general is that like they're not people too which I don't think we'll ever get over that like as a society there will always be a demarcation between us and them yes like yeah forever that's like a historical thing like ever since like the reign of Hollywood process of othering the process of I mean yeah it's so funny though because it's like that's what we were talking about too like her childhood and stuff like she does fit the idea of like a normal girl, <laughs> you know, like from the start. And it's like, actually, now that you're a model, you don't get to like feel any of that that you used to or whatever. Yeah, it's sort of like no longer is your, I think a huge part of this is like authority. I think that's a huge thing I have to take away from this is like establishing your authority. For me, I feel like she has the authority now and with this book even more so, but I think a lot of, you know, people who aren't open to our same sort of thought processes and questions probably would say that she still doesn't have this authority. Um, yeah. Even with that normal air quotes, you know, I hate that word, but childhood with a, you know, teacher father. And a, I feel like very, I don't know, very like American, very, I don't know. I think, yeah, it should be relatable is what you're saying. It's like, we should be like, yes, That is very valid. I don't know if I've ever thought this deeply of like what she's describing with this man. Like he thinks she's smart, but is still mostly interested in the fact that she's also hot. Like he gets her to like take off her clothes after that for like some, for the job, for the photo shoot or whatever. And is like, oh, like you were wearing baggy clothes. Like that's what you look like. oh, where were you hiding that or something? He says something like that. Yes. And it's like, like with this man in particular is like, do you only have eyes? Like I, know, I just, I it's like, oh, baggy clothes. That it's like, like baggy clothes that equally, that just directly translates to she doesn't have a good body. Like she starts out the, I love this paragraph. She is like, I wonder how many women you've disregarded in your life written off because you assume they had nothing to offer beyond the way they looked. 
How quickly they learned that the stuff in their heads was of less value than the shape of their bodies. I bet they were all smarter than you. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. But I guess I never thought about when men do stuff like that. You internalize like, oh, even if it is smart, even if it is interesting, it still isn't as important. You know, like for us, like the most important thing is to be beautiful or at least like perceived that way like even if being smart is important it's number two I was gonna say but is that for you you still think so I think both of us are a little different (laughs) at this Um, point I want to be the smartest person there actually I don't even want to be the smartest person I want to be I think I'm in my sponge phase which where I'm like really just trying to take everything in but I would much rather be acknowledged for you know, being smart at this point. But also I think, not that I think I'm conventionally beautiful, but I'm conventionally different looking. And Mm -hmm. so I've always, you know this, like I am a six foot tall redhead. Like I cannot Mm -hmm. escape, like eyes will find me. Like (laughs) I think that that has impacted my decision to become a smart girl and not a she's pretty I think that that attention has made me weary of being someone who is simply noticeable physically or seen or, you know, I, I think that has influenced my choice to try to be a smart girl. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, it goes back and forth because anytime I'm like ever approached by a man it depends on like the setting, but it's like, I, <laughs> I mean, they are looking at you before they speak to you almost no matter what, you know, <laughs> Sure. it's not more important to me to be beautiful. And it's like, obviously in theory, like how you look should be like the least interesting thing about you. Like ideally, you know, it's just very it's very back and forth. Like, I can't say that I don't You're want to. You're figuring it out. But I, yeah, I of course want to be smart. Great. But also, like, it depends on the man. I'm like, if I know you're stupid, it doesn't matter if you think I'm smart. Like, I want someone who I respect and think is smart to yeah. then also think I'm smart. You know what I mean? It depends on so many different factors, which is, I guess, how we have... And I just, I'm like, now that I'm like, oh, I brought up this topic, which like plays to the whole concept that this is even like a thing that I think I need to be like, this is making me realize that I'm like partaking in this system, which I'm like, oh, well, great. I've now decided to be a smart girl. So, wow, I've just acknowledged I am now a part of the system. Beautiful. Love it. Great for me. Loving that. <laughs> gosh. Oh my gosh. I hating that. But no, I know. And that's the thing. That's the other part like of the same essay that I literally, I read this line like 10 times because I mean, obviously we've already established things are relatable, but it's just so sad. She talks about It says, even the way you called me smart stung. I hated that I used the things I love to win your attention. And I was like, oh, you were like, that is a stab, right? That was, because that's true, you know, like, and it seems like at the time when you're like 
in situations like that, you feel like you do have the upper hand, like you are winning if you impress them or like that, like for someone to say like, oh, you're smart or like, you know, you feel like you're winning the situation. And then later you think about it and you're like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm, you know, I don't know. And that's the other question of like the whole book is what is real power? Like what is the real winning of any of these situations? Like for sure. I think she's sort of trying to figure out that's why I feel like her participating in it doesn't make her authority invalid because it's like, so what is the option? I become, I I say I'm an ugly person now and I'm not going to, but it's like, but everyone else is still going to do that. And like, I don't know. It's, I think it's wrong to like generalize that like she would be able to make like a big change because the whole system is just like so big and the power is so like, who isn't drawn to that? I just don't, it's yeah. like, the men aren't any better. Like, I, I think that's, I think that's a big part is like the women who show their bodies are still in the same system and the men still think they're like above that. Like they're like that they don't have like the dirt on their hands because like, they're not the ones who have been undressing. I think that's like completely, I think that's. Don't get it twisted. It's just because men don't have as attractive of bodies as women, (laughs) you know, I just, but yeah, exactly. It is a part of the same. (laughs) The point here is this book is extremely, thought-provoking and we could talk forever about it we Um, could and we'll probably talk a little bit more about it but yeah exactly I just want to say really quickly the last essay I also really loved not because like the idea of women not being able to be angry like isn't unheard of like that's just I feel like a lot of people know that you know but what I like about, about releases, the last yeah, okay. releases and the title, I'm like, actually, this was so, I don't know how intentional this was, but I'm going, you have to assume everything's intentional with like anything anyone makes. Like at first when I read the title, like before the essay, I thought she meant like model release forms, like releases, same. like image. And then it was just about like releasing emotions and like, you know, pent up things. And I was like, very good, Emily. Like we ended like on a model note, but in a deep model note. She didn't even talk about modeling in this entire like section. I was like, I love you. I say, look at you. You're saying on a deep model note, as if models. I know it's so bad. Whole conversation, and we're still gonna act this way. I think this is that's like the whole point of like why this is actually so important to talk about. I think in general because it's so ingrained and embedded in us and. Yes. And it's like, even as a fan, even as someone who I'm like, I love her, like what we were saying, like her and we're both still being like deep model, smart girl. I think this is a great place to end. We've sort of given as much as we can in an hour. And the point is go read the book, My Body by Imrata. I just like calling her that Emily Rajkowski. But exactly. Also, stunning cover. We you love. Okay, we do get into the, the, cover. the cover for a long time too, but we love it. So amazing! I think that's everything for today. But we will see y'all soon. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to check out our brand new website, www.unrealisticprojects.com, where you are able to listen to past and upcoming podcast episodes directly. And while you're at it, be sure to 
hit the follow button on our Instagram page at Unrealistic Projects. We'll see you there. Bye.